Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Stand up for your country. Just learn before we are taping that Jen Psaki has COVID. This is the second time for the press secretary, so she will not be going tomorrow to Europe with President Biden. We'll have more on that uh, coming up. But the Talking Points memo this evening is making major mistakes. We all do it. I know I do, and I don't know any human being who is free from major mistakes. But some of us admit those mistakes, and some of us do not. You've heard the old adage, you have to learn from your mistakes. Well, if you don't admit the mistakes, you can't learn anything. So electing Joe Biden president was the biggest mistake that I have seen this country make in decades. Now, that may be unfair, I understand, but this is my assessment and I will try to back it up with facts. Okay, so I got a uh, full screen, uh, put it up. I got a uh, missive on the message board on BillOReilly.com from James. And James says, quote, the 80 million people who voted for Biden shoulder the blame for the mess we are in now, unquote. And it's true. And as we all know, President Trump lost the election rather than Joe Biden winning it. People voted against Donald Trump and mass, not for Joe Biden. How could you vote for Joe Biden? Nobody knew anything about him because he didn't really campaign. And while he was vice president for Joe Biden, He was kind of invisible. Okay, so before the election, on September 2nd, 2020, two months before the vote, here's what I said. Go. If Biden's elected, Biden will be in there. He'll be waving to you, smiling with the cap teeth like this. But he's going to sign anything that the Senate and House send him. You want to confiscate private property by a wealth test? Joe's going to sign it. Okay, you want to ban guns? Joe will sign it. And then they'll let the Supreme Court sort it out. So that's why this is the most important election in my lifetime. Because the country's on the line. It's not about men, two men. All right, it's not about that. The country is on the line. And I hope you understand, and I hope you will discuss this with your friends and family. So you're not voting for a man here, you're voting for a philosophy. Traditional America versus radical left America. And what I said is exactly true. The first day in office, Joe Biden stopped the XL pipeline, attacked the fossil fuel industry in the USA, slapped regulations on harvesting more oil, um, promoted an open border policy on the southern border, uh, tried to raise taxes through the Build Back Better bill. He did everything the progressive left wanted him to do. The reason he stopped the pipeline and attacked fossil fuels was global warming. That lobby came in and said, hey, we got to get away from all of this pollution-based stuff, so you got to make it hard, and you have to uh, cripple America's energy industry as it is now and do the Green New Deal, and he did. So where are we now? The country's been severely weakened by energy, and Putin's on a rampage. I'll get to Putin in a moment. So just the stats, as I always do, 
Right now, we're standing at 8% inflation month to month. That's a lot. Food up 8%, energy up 26%. Now, here's some good news. I expect the gas prices to peak July 4th, all right? And then they'll go down. They'll peak about $5 a gallon on average. More in California, less in Louisiana. But that's what I expect because you're starting to see production ramp up in OPEC and other places, even in the United States. But still, Biden has not lifted the moratorium on drilling on federal land, especially in Anwar, Alaska, where no one lives. <laughs> OK, so and then the, the Ukraine thing will be over by then. I'm hoping the Ukraine thing maybe has just a few weeks left in it. The Russians have got to be exhausted, but I, I'm just speculating here. But what I'm not speculating about is President Biden. He's a disaster. And all the polls show it. Even the people who voted for him, he's down now in the mid-30s in some polls, job approval. The people who voted for him, particularly the independents, are going, nah, you're not doing it. Because you can't punish the American people by having them pay more for goods and services, and we are, and then say it's Putin's fault. That's a joke. I mean, that hurts you. If, he, if Biden were to say, look, I made a mistake, I tried to transition into green energy too quickly. I think most Americans would forgive him. But to diverge and say, oh, it's Putin, inflation, it's Putin. Everybody knows it's a bunch of bull. Trump had to deal with COVID intensely. Remember, we didn't have a vaccine when COVID first hit. Trump developed it. We didn't have inflation under Trump. We didn't have supply line problems. All of a sudden, Biden gets in and we had inflation like crazy, supply line problems all over the place, and he's going COVID. Well, wait a minute. You know, Trump had a year of COVID. Didn't happen there. So, look, this isn't a political talking points memo. This is a very simple memo. We, the people, made a mistake by voting for Joe Biden. Okay? And I, I remember a conversation I had with a liberal friend of mine, very smart guy, and his wife on the beach in eastern Long Island. And, and they were, you know, trashing Trump. And I don't care. I understand why people don't like Donald Trump. I mean, you know, same reason people don't like me. You don't like strong personalities. You don't like swaggering guys. Okay, it's fine. And I said to these people, I looked them in the eye, I said, look, you vote for Biden, he's going to hurt your wallet. You're going to pay more money to the government and for stuff. And they went, oh, it's worth it to get rid of Trump. Is it really worth it now? You know, Trump is on uh, Stuart Varney yesterday. He's going, well, Putin never would have done this if I were president invading Ukraine. You can make an argument for that because Putin didn't do it for four years under Trump. It's speculation. Trump believes it. You can't challenge him. It's an opinion. But certainly the world was a much calmer place under Trump than it is under Biden. There's no doubt about it. And the big mistake that Biden made outside of his crazy economics, which is, you know, that's going to be harming people for the next year or two, was Afghanistan. And, and then Biden, again, well, it was excellent. Well, what we did was great. And everybody's looking at him going, what? So when you have that level of incompetence, and that's what it is. All right, I said this, and I stick by it. The only two presidents that performed worse than Joe Biden 
where James Buchanan, who basically led the nation into civil war, and Herbert Hoover, who did absolutely nothing to relieve the suffering of the America of Americans once the Great Depression hit. Okay? That's where Biden is. All right. Um, what can you do now? Or we? Let's we. We're all in this together, right? So Ukraine is nothing we can do but donate things if you'd like to do that to the Ukrainian people and say prayers if you're religious, that this stops, this horror. But on inflation, you can take a look at your budget, your household budget, and you can find places to cut. Now, I've, I've done that here because I operate on a working class mentality. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but I do. So if I'm paying 26% more for gasoline, I'm paying more than out of here on Long Island. I could find ways to cut back a little bit, all right? And it's just, it's almost like a challenge for me to keep my budget, my monthly budget at the same level. Um, so you can do that. And you have to do it if you don't have a lot of assets. If you don't have a lot of money, you have to do it. All right, so can Joe Biden make a comeback? Can he stop the bleeding, turn the midterm elections in November around, which now looks like it's going to be a Republican route. Is there any hope? So I asked myself to come up with a really smart guy who does this every day, who's not an ideologue, not an ideologue. Hello, are we listening to me? That's not what we want here on this broadcast. We want smart people with no agenda. So we found one, our old pal Scott Rasmussen, who you'll remember I used many times on The Factor over the years. Now, Scott, uh, doesn't run the Rasmussen polling operation any longer. He sold it for buku money, and, and he's living large now in Florida on those proceeds. But he did start a company called RMG Research, and uh, he's editor-at-large at Ballotpedia, Ballotpedia, which follows all political races in the USA of note. Do I have that right, Scott? Did I describe you correctly? You describe me correctly. Um, I love my work at Ballotpedia and RMG Research is letting me poll. And it's uh, it, there's a lot of topics we explore these days. The world has changed a lot, but some of the basics are the same. OK, uh, so let's, Biden, yeah. let's walk through it. In your opinion, based on the numbers that you are seeing, can President Biden make a political comeback? Well, the numbers say he's in trouble, as you pointed out. The question, can he make a comeback, is more about him. You know, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, they had rough times in the polls heading into the midterms. They all came back. I mean, Reagan got to the point where he won 49 states. The big difference, Joe Biden does not have the political skills that those leaders had. So it's very difficult for me to see how he comes back from this. He may rebound a little bit. Uh, but the notion that he will re return to a level that he saw early in his administration or to the levels of Barack Obama, not going to happen. OK, my problem with uh, Mr. Biden is that he doesn't understand cause and effect. He doesn't understand when he does something like shut down pipelines, ban drilling, cut down the uh, efficiency of the American oil industry, that he weakens the nation. He doesn't understand that when he spends trillions and trillions of dollars and print money to cover that, that rises inflation. 
Joe Biden doesn't understand, in my opinion. And that's why he can't make a comeback. Do you feel that my opinion has validity? Well, you know, I can't say specifically what the president does or does not understand about those issues, but it certainly appears that way. Uh, the other thing I would say more fundamentally is he doesn't seem to understand why he was elected. I mean, basically, there were two promises of the Biden campaign. He wouldn't tweet. There wouldn't be all the drama of President Trump. And he would be very competent in running the government. Uh, and he's 0 for 2. I, I guess he hasn't tweeted. Uh, but he certainly hasn't been competent. And he really got carried away pursuing this progressive agenda that is wildly out of touch with where the American people are. Those as mistakes a, a pollster, have led, every, led to everything else. As a pollster, what percentage of the American people are progressive left? That, and what that means for everybody watching and listening tonight is that they believe that the country, United States, is fundamentally flawed and we need a drastic overhaul in all areas, criminal justice, economics, whatever it may be, elections, they don't want voter ID, open borders, they believe in all that. What percentage of we the people fall into that category? If you want to talk about any of those individual issues, you might get to 15 or 20 percent. Okay. If you want people who have totally bought into that worldview, you're closer to 10 percent. Then why would Joe Biden, who's been a centrist Democrat in the Senate, why would he allow those far left people to dictate what he does? Well, again, I don't know what's motivating the president, but what I do see is there is a bubble. There is an elite bubble in this country. There's media personalities. It is large corporations. It is people in Washington, D.C. These folks really kind of aren't. Maybe it's because they feel guilty about success. They really do support an agenda that is out of touch with the rest of America. To give you a great sense, the group that gives President Biden the highest job approval ratings are people with a postgraduate degree. Everybody else is seeing a different president and a different presidency. So I think it's the bubble that he lives in, and he's really not hearing voices from the American people. Well, he is an isolated president, there's no doubt about it, because his staff believes that he's prone to gaffes, you know, saying things that are going to get him in trouble. And many believe that he's diminished. Now, in your polling, I guess the majority of people now feel that Joe Biden's mental acuity is on the decline. Is that true? Um, it's certainly a factor, and it's something that you see in the polls. This is one of those things that's really difficult to put your finger on because some people don't even like to talk about it. But yes, there is, if I put it in the larger sense of their Questioning his competence, the competence of his administration, that is absolutely a factor. It really kicked in with the debacle of the Afghanistan withdrawal. Okay. Now, if you have a president who is incompetent, as Biden has been for 14 months, then are Americans going to admit that they made a mistake in voting for him and the Democratic Party, which is doing everything it can to boost him up. All right. Will people admit I made a mistake? I may despise Donald Trump, but he'd be better. And you don't even have to say Donald Trump. You could say any Republican. All right. I made a mistake in voting Democrat for Biden. 
Do you think the electorate is ready to do that? It's hard for people to admit the mistakes, as you made, made clear right up front. I believe if, if you define admitting a mistake as voting for the other party in the midterms, absolutely. Uh, if, if it's admitting a mistake is thinking ahead to 2024, it's difficult right now. I don't think Joe Biden's going to run again. It'll be difficult for any president. No, he's not going to run think, again. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's going on here is the political left assumed that Donald Trump was promoting these wacko policies. They didn't understand that even people who don't like the president liked a lot of his policies. And that has thrown them in a bad direction. Yeah, so will the American that's people Donald, say, That's partly Donald Trump's fault which is yes. what I, why I did the history tour to stop that crazy bombast and get into the policy successes. And when he was with me, he was fine. But now he's right back to oh, the election. And, and then, you know, all right. So from my analysis, and this is the last question I have for you. My analysis of the poll shows that independent voters, which elected Joe Biden, Okay, that was the deciding factor, independence. They have gone way against Biden now. They don't want to hear about Biden. Am I wrong? You are correct on that, and the Democrats will pay a price for it in November. The only question is, how good a a year will it be for the Republicans? There's still some concern among the GOP, or at least there should be, that they might not get control of the Senate. They're favored to do so, but it might not happen. Uh, but it's going to be a good year for the Republicans, and it's all because of President Biden. Okay. Um, tell us uh, just a little about Ballotpedia. Can the folks benefit from doing what? Ballotpedia is the encyclopedia of American politics. Uh, it has more data, neutral data, on any topic. In fact, it's the only political site out there that has a readership including Republicans, Democrats, independents, progressives, and conservatives, because you get just the facts. So and, and how do we get it? How do, how do we get it? You how go you online to ballotpedia.org. It's all you have to do. Um, it's free? Uh, you're not it's charging? Free. Nope, it's free. You can sign up for newsletters. It's a great service. Ballot. Pedia, one word, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A dot org. Yes. And there's Scott Rasmussen. Um, I'm going to ask my staff to go on every day, Scott, so we may be bothering you in the future to come on and uh, explain certain races to us uh, as the midterms get closer. We really appreciate your time. Good to see you, Scott. Thank you. Good to see you. Okay. So, uh, Ukraine, uh, real quick, I've got a an update for you on a few fronts that, you know, we don't want to be repetitive like the network and cable news because it drives me nuts. So Friday, Pope Francis is holding a worldwide consecration at St. Peter's in Rome to dedicate Russia, Ukraine, both countries to the protection of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, why would you say Russia would be in there? Because the people in Russia are going to get hurt. They are getting hurt. And they're apart from Putin. Okay? So um, that is on Friday. And that's what the Pope should be doing, to make awareness to everybody that, look, we got to, 
If you're a person of faith, you got to say prayers and, and all of that. But there's just silence from Kirill, the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church. He, he didn't say anything. And I said yesterday, he is the key to forcing Putin to stop it. If he would come out and say enough, Putin would have to stop because, um, what is it, 92% of all Russians are Orthodox, something like that? Crazy number. And they're fervent. I'm generally speaking, it's not like uh, a secular country like America. Where are you, Patriarch Kirill? Where? Silence. Awful. All right. So, as you know, uh, Joe Biden traveling tomorrow to uh, Europe, going to Brussels, uh, meeting with EU and NATO. Uh, poor Jen Psaki, second time for COVID for her. Uh, I don't know. Fauci ought to go over to her house and they ought to talk it over. What are you guys doing? You know, uh, but Saki, you know, she's in contact with a lot of people. So we're not going to make fun of her. If not. So uh, she's not going. Uh, Biden will land in Brussels Wednesday night. Meetings there on Thursday, goes to Poland on Friday. Poland is a key in the Ukraine situation because millions of people are fleeing Ukraine going into Poland. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, wants to meet directly with Putin. Putin probably not going to do that if I know Putin. Um, And uh, Zelensky's saying, look, we got at least 120 children dead, probably more. This is a catastrophe for the world, and we need to sort it out. Zelensky has said we're not going to, we, Ukraine, not going to join NATO. And Zelensky probably would cede some territory in eastern Ukraine to Putin. But Putin is a maniac at this point, and uh, who knows what he's going to do. So the Ukrainians need food, uh, particularly certain cities under siege. And the world is donating, and the western borders of Ukraine are open. So weapons and supplies do get through. Okay, back home, uh, Judge Brown Jackson, Biden's nomination to Supreme Court, second day of Senate hearings. Remember, the senator, the Senate has to confirm all Supreme Court justices, not the House. Pelosi had nothing to do with it, just the Senate. So uh, Senator Cornyn from Texas, conservative individual, he and Brown Jackson uh, had a back and forth. Do you um, do you see that when the Supreme Court makes a dramatic pronouncement about the invalidity of state marriage laws, that it will inevitably set in conflict um, between those who ascribe to the Supreme Court's edict and those who have a firmly held religious belief that marriage is between a man and a woman? Well, Senator, these issues are being litigated, as you know, throughout the courts as people um, raise issues. And so I'm limited in what I I can say about them. That's not true. So Cornyn was asking a hypothetical. He was not pointing to a single case that's being adjudicated in federal court. So um, the judge, uh, Brown Jackson, did not want to answer the question because, of course, as a liberal woman, she believes that the central government, the federal government in the United States, can impose marital rules that go directly against some religious beliefs. That's what she believes. That's what she'll rule. 
Now, it doesn't make the justice a bad person, but by saying, oh, I can't, I'm limiting what I can say, that, that's simply not true. Now, Cornyn should have just said what I said. Said, with all due respect, Judge, not referring to any specific case, this is a philosophical argument here. And you certainly can answer the question. Cornyn did not do that. But no, two things. The judge will be confirmed, and some Republican senators will vote for her, and that she will vote liberal down the line. Did you know Fast-Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Donald Trump. So apparently uh, he has won a libel lawsuit against him by Stormy Daniels. You remember Ms. Daniels uh, with her now criminal attorney, Michael Avenetti. Oh, boy. You remember they sued Trump because Trump said she was lying about an affair she alleged she had with him. That lawsuit was filed in 2018. Four years later, Trump wins. And Stormy Daniels, the former, um, I don't know what she is, Stormy Daniels has to pay Trump $300,000 in legal fees. Okay. So uh, Stormy Daniels says, I will go to jail before I pay a penny. She might be in the cell next to Avenatti. Because if she has assets, she got to pay. What happens is that the authorities will freeze everything she has, every penny she has. So she has to pay 300 grand to Donald Trump. So that's a pretty interesting story, right? Because the hate Trump media ran with this for years. Oh, he did this to Stormy Daniels, did that to Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels wrote a book. Evan Addy wrote a book. All over the place. Yes, 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 yes. And now Trump wins. So who reported it? Well, Newsmax reported it. But nobody else, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, OANN, none of them covered. Now, maybe today they will, but they didn't when it broke yesterday. Isn't that weird? It's so weird to me. OANN and Fox didn't cover? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the deuce is going on in the media. All right, Miami Beach declares a state of emergency uh, because spring break is out of control in South Beach. 
on the island of Miami Beach. Remember, Miami is on the mainland. Miami Beach is an island accessed by causeways. So there were two shootings, uh, five people wounded, nobody dead, nine police officers hurt uh, in the spring break period. There are more than a million spring breakers. Now, when I say spring breakers, it's divided into two camps. The actual college students in some high school who go down, and then there are the thugs who know they can go to South Beach with a gun and rob people. So they collide in South Beach. So the mayor says, Dan Gelber, uh, from midnight to 6 a.m., Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week, you got to be off the street. You got to be off the street. Can't go on the street midnight to 6. Now, there'll be violations of that, but he'll shut the bars down. So the city of Miami Beach will shut those bars down at midnight, and then these people don't have anywhere to go. I don't they go to the beach, I guess. You're not supposed to be at the beach after dark, I think. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see how many people are arrested because of that curfew. So that is Miami Beach. You know, I was thinking back in my spring break days. I went to Lauderdale. Uh, this was back in the early 1970s. And uh, we had about 20 guys, drove down from Poughkeepsie, New York, had a blast, got pulled over in Georgia. Uh, The guy tried to shake us down for money. Um, We got away. It's a long story, but I'll tell it to you someday. But it was a great time. And all the guys that I went down with, there were no girls in our party. We thought we would meet girls like Connie Francis and George Hamilton in Where the Boys Are, that movie, but we... Didn't, weren't real successful in that, uh, primarily because I didn't drink. I never drank. So I wasn't getting blasted. Some of my friends did, of course. But, and, I, and I didn't really fit into that in the bar, slugging them down thing. But I had a great time in the ocean. We had a lot of fun. Um, but now you got guns. Because this is a different America than it was back then, that's for sure. And on the subject of drinking, this is an amazing stat. Okay, so since COVID hit, 74,000 Americans under the age of 65 have died from COVID. All right, 74,000. So I think the the number for America is up to 900,000 dead, mostly elderly people, right? But 74,000 under 65 died. 74,500 Americans have died from alcohol-related causes in the same period of time. More people have died under the age of 65 from booze than COVID in a two-year period. How about that? So what are alcohol-related causes? You know, binge drinking brings upon all kinds of stuff. You can die from alcohol poisoning. And it's happening. Another underreported story. I I didn't even know when my staff came up with the stat, I went, whoa. So alcohol is nothing to play with. You know that. Everybody knows it. The alcoholism rate in America is like 12% of the population. In Russia, it's like 30%. People drinking vodka every day. 
So there's that. And we'll continue with the alcohol theme this day in history. March 22nd, 1933, 89 years ago. FDR, the president, legalized the sale of beer and wine. Now, for you younger people, in 1919, President Woodrow Wilson signed the Volstead Act. No booze sold in the USA. None. That was prohibition. And, of course, organized crime, Al Capone and the boys, started smuggling in booze from Canada. So the drugs today come from Mexico. The booze came from Canada, which didn't have prohibition. And the mob made billions of dollars in that 19-year period. 14-year period, I'm sorry. 14-year period. Mob made billions. That's what I write about in Killing the Mob. Some of it. That's the origin of organized crime, prohibition. So America, under the temperance people, banned all alcohol. You couldn't buy it. But FDR never thought that was a good play because he knew about the corruption. He knew everybody was drinking anyway. Uh, the government wanted to tax money from the booze. And so today, March 22nd, 1933, beer and wine was legalized. Okay? Fascinating thing. Read Killing the Mob. It's just so fascinating how that whole thing evolved. Uh, also fascinating is today's mail. And a lot about Hunter Biden. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with that. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, let's go to the mail. Donna on the message board. Bill, do you believe Hunter Biden will be prosecuted? I get a lot of mail, uh, Donna, saying, oh, no, the fix is in. There can't be a fix with the grand jury. The grand jury is not political. That's regular folks. They're assigned a grand jury uh, duties. They get paid. They're in Washington hearing this case. I say it's 50-50. 
Oh, he could go down and no politician going to be able to stop that. Leslie, Hunter Laptop, I agree we need laws for false reporting to sway elections. The story should have never been buried like it was. Congress has got to get involved now with social media and corporate media because you can corrupt an election. Absolutely corrupt it. We got to have safeguards, as I said yesterday. Kenneth, what a sad state we are in when we have to wait two years on the most corrupt newspaper in the world to finally admit a real story is true. He's talking about the New York Times. Kenneth, I don't even look at it anymore. Okay, that's how I just can't. You know, it's like the Daily Mail. Why would I ever? Okay, so New York Times in that category. But they did admit after 18 months that they buried a story that was legitimate. What Hunter Biden put on his laptop, he put on his laptop. It wasn't Russian disinformation as we reported yesterday. Daryl, should the New York Times be charged with campaign finance violations, giving Biden a campaign thing of value? It was certainly a large component in tilting the vote against Trump. That would never fly. The New York Times is editorially independent, which means it can be a far left newspaper if it wants to be, and it is. So you can't prosecute on that. Uh, Shane Sager, Burley, Idaho. If Hunter Biden gets indicted, could President Biden pardon him? Absolutely. You could pardon him the next day. Presidents have that power. Rich Browner, Waterbury, Connecticut. Excellent interview with John Solomon, one of our best investigative journalists. The Q&A I didn't hear was why did the New York Times disclose the information now? Nobody knows that. How would anybody know that? Unless the editors say we did it for this reason and they have not. Kathy Tellick, Ohio. Kathy says she is an Ohio patriot. I believe you, Kathy. One question, why didn't Ukraine arm themselves years ago? They did. Under President Obama, no American weapons went to Ukraine. Did you know that? Obama said no. Trump armed Ukraine, which is why the Ukrainians have put up such a ferocious resistance against the Russian army. Peter Avila, Akushnet, Massachusetts. Bill, you keep saying everyone knows the Ukrainian Air Force couldn't stand up to Russia, but isn't that what everyone was saying about the Ukrainian military? No. Who said that? I didn't say that. I, I predicted very early on that the Ukrainians give the Russians a hard time in a fight on the ground. But, I mean, look, if you don't want to believe me about the Air Force, then don't believe me. <laughs> but it's, you know... Okay. Ukraine pilots can't stand up to Russian pilots. Mike O'Sullivan, Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Can you please explain BRIC, B-R-I-C? BRIC is an alliance of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. So it's BRICS now with an S. That um, is an economic partnership, which is why India did not condemn Russia and Ukraine because Russia sends India weapons. So that's what it is. Doesn't really mean much. Jim Young, Castle Rock, Washington, your message of the day is correct. The No Spin News does, in fact, enhance my life. Spread the word, Jim. You just did by writing me. I mean, I'm, I can't tell you how much this news service 
can help you. Look out. Concierge membership. I'm there if you got a problem. Worth it. Okay, so uh, Killing the Killers, uh, rising quick on Amazon. Advanced sales, throw it on up. May 3rd, uh, best reporting I've ever done. And um, you will never forget this book. And if you order it from us, you get a free Regret Your 2020 Vote Yet sticker. Word of the day, no jobation. New word, J-O-B-A-T-I-O-N. No jobation when writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Right back with the final thought about how powerful the United States really is. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here is the message of the day. So... One of the reasons I wrote Killing the Killers was because I was stunned to learn about our weapons systems, what we have in our arsenal, what America has. Let me give you just one example. China has 300 nuke warheads to put on missiles, 300. Now, how much the USA has? How many? 4,000. We have technological weapons in space right this second that hunt down and assassinate enemies of America. You will never hear about it. How could you? The people are vapor. The attack comes from space. Bang! In Killing the Killers, I take you step by step how that happens. A lot of classified information. If I go to prison, I go to prison. We got it. I put it in a book. It is amazing how powerful this nation is. And Americans don't really know it. They don't really understand it. If we wanted to vaporize Putin, we could do it in an hour. Boom. But we risk World War III if we assassinated him, blew up the Kremlin. Then they could, Russians could get their subs, whack. Russians have a lot of nukes, okay? But it would take us an hour to get Putin if we wanted to. But you don't risk nuclear war by doing that. Can't. No responsible person could. 
right? But Americans do not know the power that our president, the commander in chief, holds. I mean, this I talked to Trump about this so much privately. I mean, that he was awed because he didn't know. He had no idea when he got elected president what the power was that he held. Nobody knows. So when you read Killing the Killers, this is a whole different ballgame. This is telling you exactly where the United States stands in the world vis-a-vis China, Russia, the jihad, all of that. And it's vital that you know it so you can put things into perspective when bad things like Ukraine happen. Because all of our lives are at stake here. But the weaponry? Nobody on this planet has ever even conceived of the stuff that we have. And that's true. It's not science fiction. Killing the killers. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.